Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, what a weekend. Our cups runneth over with Game 7s, hoops, hockey, thrillers. Why am I wasting time? Let's go. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. For the defending champs, their season comes to an end. Boston Celtics win in Game 7 and find themselves now in the Eastern Conference Finals. The no-show of the Suns, who were the best team in the NBA all year long. The Dallas Mavericks have pulled off a tremendous upset. They have taken out the winningest team in the league this year. They've taken out the defending Western Conference champs. The Mavericks roar back from down two games to none. All right, we are rolling along and delighted you're here for the ride. This is going to be an amazing day. It's already been an amazing morning. I'm going to give you my green list in just a moment of my top five takeaways from the NBA weekend, and then I'll get Wendy in here, and I've got the assembled members of the hashtag crew. Hembo is back from his staycation. We've got to get stories on that, and Nuno will be with us all morning long as well. But I think I do have to start with a word on Pat Beverly. So uh, right now the number one trending topic in America on Twitter is Pat Bev, Um, and that is because he was just on Get Up With Me for the last two hours and was just simply sensational. And here's what I really enjoyed the most about it. And Hembo, of course, works as a content producer on on Get Up and so was there with me all morning long and was there as we prepared for the show and everything else. So get your perspective. What I really appreciate the most about Pat Bev is whether you agree or disagree with the things he says, whether you like or don't like the things he says, I think he just has a direct bluntness and honesty about him that is just refreshing in a world in which People just routinely pull punches, particularly active players. How many active players in any sport could you get in here who would just spend two hours telling you exactly what they really think up to and including essentially saying that everyone gives Chris Paul a pass and no players in the NBA fear him at all? Uh, That was the number one take that he had this morning, but there were any number of them. I mean, that was refreshing and remarkable. I'm surprised that our security even let him in because he came with a flamethrower. Like th- those aren't allowed here. At least I'm not allowed to bring mine. It's fi- <laughs> like you said, it's one thing for even like some of the retired guys on TNT or otherwise to take shots at active players and whatnot. But to do so while you're playing takes the kind of guts that we rarely see. I was stunned how good he was at TV and the stuff that he said, well, you'll, be, you'll see it on the internet for the next week. Correct. For and sure. He's remarkably comfortable. Mm-hmm. He, he, he was just a delight. So I can't tell you how much... I enjoyed and the opportunity. I've never met him before today in my entire life and, and chatting with him in breaks and all that. Just a, a delightful person. And like many, like I've always had this image of him as the antagonist that he is mm-hmm. on the court. You know, that's how he plays. And that's what has gotten him um, to to having had the long and, and, and terrific career that he's had. But one way or another, I mean, that was just spectacular this morning. And we are all just delighted that it happened. We are Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. A quick take from Nuno on that. Nuno, your take on Pat Bev this morning on Get Up. 
Uh, I think he's completely correct. We give Chris Paul too much of a pass because he's so small and like, oh, what's he going to do? And he's kind of been a, I don't know, his career might be slightly fraudulent. I agree with Pat Beverly. <laughs> See, it's one thing for Pat Beverly to say it. It's another thing for Nuno to say Oh, of course. Nuno can just sit there and just spit opinions all day long, and there's no accountability required because the only people who might you know, give him the business is us. Whereas uh, Pat Beverly, I mean, this, it, anyway, remarkable. And, and again, whether you agree or disagree with the things that he said, I really uh, respect and enjoy the fact that he said them. Having done that, let's do this. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, so the Green List, as always, is my top five this, that, or the other. It is voted upon exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today, they are my five takeaways from the NBA weekend. Number five. Giannis is the best player in the world. That doesn't change with the fact that he had a bad day yesterday and lost. And the reality is I think the Chris Middleton factor in this series was underplayed, undersold. And I keep trying to say it, but because Giannis is so good and because I think Middleton is generally underappreciated, people didn't talk about that constantly in the series. It was not a constant topic of conversation how different things would be if Chris Middleton had been healthy. But if you took Jalen Brown off the Celtics, if you took Devin Booker, a bad example yesterday, but, well, Devin Booker's the best player. If you took Chris Paul off of the Suns, which basically is what happened yesterday, um, (laughs) you know, if you take the second best player off almost any team in the NBA, it is remarkable that they were in a game seven with a chance to win it. That's how great Giannis is. So I know he had a rough day yesterday. I think he wore down from carrying that team practically by himself against that extraordinary defense and all those bodies the Celtics throw at him. But to me, the Middleton factor is undersold, and Giannis is clearly the best player in the world, agree or disagree. I disagree, actually, based upon what we've seen out of Dallas in the postseason. He, made, he scored 237 points, Giannis did, in this series. But he required 197 shots to do it. That's the Chris Middleton factor. If he had been available, Giannis shoots over 50%, and I agree with you. They probably win this series. All right. Well, that brings me to number four, which is that Luka is right behind him. Okay. I would put Luka right behind him, which is to say what Luka did was unreal last night. I think he had 27 points on 12 shots. At halftime, and the Suns had 27 points on 40 shots at halftime. I think I have that stat right. I'm doing it off the top of my head, but I saw it somewhere this morning. If it wasn't exactly that, it was really close to that. I don't know how to begin to describe. We'll talk about the complete meltdown of the Suns as we go. This one, number four, my observation is supposed to just be Luca. He's unreal. I mean, that guy is unreal. He's got a nastiness, an edge. I mean, we lived in a world up until not so long ago where the book on international players was they were supposed to be soft. There's nothing soft about this guy. He is giving you the mug. He's giving you the trash talk. He's got all the game in the world. He's not a great defender, but neither were a lot of all-time great NBA offensive players. Luka Doncic has emerged. To me, right now, the two best players in the NBA in order are Giannis 1, Luka 2. Agree or disagree? I think Luka is 1 right now for my money. He just scored. Luka tw- is 1. Luka is 1. He just scored 25 points in all seven games of that series right. against a 64-win team with one of the best defenders in the sport in Mikhail Bridges. What he did in that series and what he has done in his playoff career is 
unparalleled in NBA history, at least amongst young players. I'm not downplaying one word about Luka. I'm just merely putting Giannis ahead of him. Nuno, break it right now. Nuno, uh, Giannis or Luka, best player in the world? I'm still taking Giannis. There's just defensively, offensively, I'm still taking Giannis. He gives you a little bit more than Luka does. All right, we'll go on from there. Number three. Mike Budenholzer Budenholzer, um, went a long way towards costing the Bucks that series. How he never came out of that defensive strategy yesterday was just astonishing to me. Now, I'm going to admit something that I, 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 because now that it has ended, if the Milwaukee Bucks had won that series, I would have been able to spend like four days with my kids next week in college because they would have, I would have been going to Milwaukee. We're going to Miami today, and then we will spend next weekend in whatever, in the city of whichever team won. And again, I was not rooting for or against. I, I, as the host of the NBA this year, I've made up my mind. I'm going to be completely impartial in my coverage, which I hope I have done. But I will admit, I would have been Milwaukee and Evanston, Illinois, are an hour apart. So I was rooting for Milwaukee yesterday so that I could, you know, spend some time with my kids next weekend. It would have been like stolen time with my college age kids. And freaking Mike Budenholzer just decided, well, let's just let them shoot threes all game long, even though they're all going in. How many threes did the Celtics wind up making in that game yesterday? I think Milwaukee made four. There was a moment in time in that game yesterday where I think the Celtics had like 27 made threes and the Bucks had four. So it was the Bucks went four of 33 <laughs> and the Celtics went 22 of 55. 22 of 55. 55. At what point? At what point are you going to just – that would be like saying, like, I'm going to go into a fight with Mike Tyson, and I'm going to stick my chin out, and then he punches you really hard in the chin, and you say, you know what? I'm going to stick with this. I think it's working. Desp- or, or next time I think he'll miss. It can't go on forever. You said it to me in the office. Mike Budenholzer coached that game yesterday like it was 1978. <laughs> We're going to pack the paint, and I get it. In the absence of Middleton, they have to play uh, the, uh, the big guy, Lopez, Brooke mm. Lopez, and, and there's only so much they can do. But at some point, you cannot leave. Grant Williams just made another three. Grant Williams, as we're sitting here, just made another three in that game. They just left him open the entire game. That was ridiculous and inexplicable. Number two. But not nearly as inexplicable as what happened to the Suns. So all the things Pat Beverly said this morning notwithstanding, what happened to the Phoenix Suns yesterday – is about the most shocking thing I can remember seeing in the NBA in as long as I've been watching it. So if Luka had scored 58 points and the Mavs had found a way to win because he was so brilliant and they had won that game 110 to 106, that would not have surprised me. I thought Phoenix was going to win yesterday, but that would not have shocked me. For the Suns to be down 40-something points in the third quarter, for them to score 27 in the first half and then not make any semblance of a push... In the second half, to just look lifeless, flat, defeated. I I don't know what other words to use. That is the the diametric opposite of what I was expecting. Because that team looked, and all I heard all year long, particularly from Michael Wilbon, who makes, you know, is there in Scottsdale all the time, and he's so close with Chris Paul, he's doing a book, all that stuff, is how focused they are, how ready they are, what they learned from last year, the leadership of Chris Paul, all of that. If you had told me they were going to lose, I would have been surprised. But no way in the world could I have envisioned what happened yesterday. Hembo. They lost game seven by 33. 
They lost, and it wasn't nearly that close for sure. If you didn't watch the game last night, I'm here to tell you, 33 points makes it sound a lot closer than it was. Well, Chris Paul did not make a shot until they were down by 40. They lost Game Six by 27 points. The last time a team lost Game Six and Seven by 60 points was a team that I learned this morning called the St. Louis Bombers in 1948. It had been that long since a team collapsed like this in a playoff. Nuno, explain it to me. What happened to Phoenix last night? Well, I think Phoenix suffered the same fate that the Miami Heat in 2011 did, right? Remember when the Heat trolled uh, Dirk Nowitzki with the, oh, I'm cold? Yes. So, game five, Devin Booker trolled Luka with the the Luka special when he was fouled and he he was flopping on the floor. And Luka, after that game, said everyone is acting tough when they're up. And what happened? Last two games, Luka combined 68 points, 21 rebounds, 12 assists. Last two games for Devin Booker, who people consider a star, 30 total points, 9 for 31, 0 for 8 from 3, and 12 turnovers. Lesson, don't like troll European players that are from the Mavs or else you're going to lose a series. Yeah, and, and, and don't tempt the basketball gods either. I believe strongly in the basketball gods, and I think that's what that's about too. But it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, to bring you number one. Number one. The Celtics are going to win the whole thing. I think the Celtics are the best team now. Caesar Sportsbook agrees with me, right? They're, are they the favorite? Or is, or is Golden, Golden State the State favorite? Is, Excuse me. I, I see it up there. They're plus 200. Mm-hmm. Is Golden State the favorite? Or, yeah, well, it doesn't matter what they yeah. think. I'm here to tell you who's going to win. Boston is going to win. I thought watching that series, I've watched every minute of every playoff game with my, you know, my responsibilities this year hosting the NBA. I thought that I, I, I said going into like somewhere around game four, I turned to the people in the room and I said, whoever wins this series, meaning Boston-Milwaukee, is going to win the championship. Mm. And I would have picked them. If Milwaukee had won yesterday, I would have picked them. And I'm now picking Boston. I think they're the best team. Agree or disagree? Uh, I think I agree with you there. The only concern I have with the Celtics is the series they just played against Milwaukee was a grind. Yeah. Miami had to grind much less against Philly, who laid down. So that, to me, is the big story here. If, if Boston can steal one of the first two games in Miami, I'm with you. I think they cruise. And it is a quick turnaround to the mm-hmm. point you're right. making here. They don't get any extra time. They turn around and have to play tomorrow night. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. That is our green list for today. Uh, we'll pause briefly. We'll get Wendy in here in a couple of minutes and get all of his takes. He's got a lot to say. It's time to say goodnight. So that check engine light, by the way, with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Windy is next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E. 
E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is the nightmare of every hooper, every squad. But for it to happen in a game seven, like we have off nights. We have bad nights. I can be touched by that. But in a game seven? Even before the game one, you know, nobody picked us. So it was motivational for us. I mean, how does one explain what we saw last night in Phoenix? I, I, I remain... <laughs> completely stunned by it. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I will bring in my main man, Wendy, to try and explain it to us in 30 seconds after this word from Zip Recruiter. The job search can be a frustrating journey filled with long, lonely hours on the computer and countless attempts to get noticed by employers. Zip Recruiter gets it. No one wants to feel alone in their job search. That's why ZipRecruiter's AI does so much of the work for you. They save you time by sending you jobs you can apply to with one click, and they pitch your profile to employers so you stand out. Job seekers, feel the love. Sign up for free at ZipRecruiter.com. That's ZipRecruiter.com. And again, here's our insider extraordinaire, Brian Winhorst, whose podcast is The Hoop Collective. He is down, or he is out in Boston right now, where he covered Celtics Bucks for us. And then we'll be headed down to uh, Miami, as we will be for the Eastern Conference Finals starting tomorrow. Good morning again, Wendy. Hey, Green. Well, that was something else this morning, by the way, wasn't it? I mean, Pat Bev, <laughs> I, I had a feeling it would be good, but I had no idea what I was in for today. Well, it was 6 a.m. We were on our morning call to discuss the show, and I said, whoever booked Pat Bev today uh, is going to be labeled a genius. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And that person, whoever it is, who <laughs> I don't know who it was, but whoever it was that decided to get Pat Bev in the day after Chris Paul plays the worst game ever and concludes the worst <laughs> series ever. Genius. And, and, and we are all sitting here questioning it. How do you explain what happened last night, Wendy? How do we explain what happened to the Phoenix Suns in their own building last night? You know, I could sit here and tell you that there were signs of cracks that in that series against the Pelicans, who are a flawed team, that the Suns really had some issues that maybe they shouldn't have. I could tell you that, you know, Chris Paul from games uh, three to six um, had two of the most curious performances. I mean, he had two games the entire season where he, aver- where he um, had more turnovers than assists the entire year, and they were games three and six. You could say, boy, he was on a downward trend. Um, You could talk about Luka and how he's got this great history of playing well in elimination games, even though he lost to to the Clippers, that he played brilliantly. I could tell you about this game that he played in Lithuania last summer for the Slovenian national team, where they won in Lithuania to qualify for the Olympics and the greatest, one of the greatest victories in Olympic qualifying ever, that he led with an unbelievable triple-double. I could present all of those things to you, and there is still no way that you could compute a scenario in which it was 54-27 at the half. This Suns team was a very good team. Uh, I know Patrick Beverly had a lot to say about Chris Paul, and he scored some points with some of the stuff that he said. Other people could say things about the Suns. 
there is no way that you could have foreseen that type of performance, especially for a team that had risen to the occasion all year long and was very much on a mission from last year in the finals where they lost. One of the most surprising results of a, of, of a playoff game I've ever seen in my life. It, it really was. I mean, you said it this morning on our call, and that sort of justified it in my head. As I'm watching it, I'm thinking, there has to have been something this stunning that I'm just forgetting. And then when you said it this morning that you've never seen anything that stunning, I agree. It, it, is, it is one of the most shocking results that I've seen. And do, do we know it? For those who didn't watch it, who just sort of turned it off, DeAndre Ayton gets benched in this game. Now, he was the number one pick in the draft. He's eligible for a huge... In the Luka draft. <laughs> in the same draft as Luka, that's right. He was yeah. the first pick in the draft the year that Luka came out, him and Trey Young. Um, but anyway, he's the first pick in that draft. He is eligible for the huge contract. There's been all the sort of behind-the-scenes uh, controversy involving him, some of it really ugly and, 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 and awful involving the owner of the team and some of the things he's alleged to have said. One way or the other... Where it leaves us is what happens now. Like, you, you bench a guy in game seven of a playoff series. That is making quite a statement. How do we explain that, and, and what do we think happens going forward? Monty Williams was asked about it, of course, and he just said it's internal. But, you know, Aiden is a guy who he, – he, he's a, he, most teams have one guy who gets yelled at a lot. He just – it's always his fault. Yeah. Um, and that's that's been Aiton's role on the Suns, you know, during his career. I mean, last year, like every single timeout, Chris Paul would pull up a chair and bark at DeAndre Aiton until Monty Williams came into the huddle to save them. So blaming Aiton is not a new thing. But, you know, last year he was terrific in their playoff run. And he, by the way, he's been terrific in this year's playoff run. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, they, you know, he kind of graduated beyond that. And, you know, I, I just... I can't, I can't comprehend that decision. Um, even if things had gone badly or if he did something disciplinary or said something or whatever, it's game seven of a, of a playoff series. You deal with that later. It was a stunning decision by a team that normally has its act together and is buttoned up. They are a very well-run organization. Their owner is under um, fire, and he's uh, maybe done some things that um, you know will result in some sort of discipline. But um, their front office, and coaching staff is a well-run operation. And so to see that happen is very surprising. And I will say, you know, J.J. Redick brought this up on GetUp about how the Suns elected to not try to improve this roster during the year. Uh, that is absolutely true. Teams called them and wanted to have discussions. People were interested in trading for DeAndre Ayton. There was at least some level of discussion between the Pacers and the Suns about um, a trade that maybe would have sent Demontis Sabonis to the Suns. But Monty Williams made it clear he did not want this team upset. He wanted to keep this team together. Um, and, you know, the, the only significant trade they really did was to trade for Torrey Craig, who was on their roster last year. It was hardly a, um, a move that was different. And the reason Monty did that is because he thought he had a championship team. He liked the way this team played. He liked their focus. He liked their rhythms. He liked the chemistry. And that was true a week ago, as far as I know. And I don't know what would have happened that would have precipitated such a, you know, a fall from grace. It, it really, the, the benching of the star during the Game 7, it's like all the elements of a Shakespearean tragedy that happened to the Phoenix Suns 
And they're out and they're done and there's a lot of questions and we'll see what the answers are. 303 Products has has your number with a full line of premium protectants and cleaners. They have everything you need to keep your car looking new longer. Windy with us here. Meanwhile, as I mentioned, you were in Boston yesterday for Game 7. I opened the show, this radio show today, by saying that my number one takeaway from the weekend was Giannis is the best player in the world and I think not enough was made of the absence of Chris Middleton as this series went along. And even part of that is a testament to how great Giannis is because it kept looking like they were going to win anyway. Um, But if you took the second best player off practically any team in the NBA, they're not going to win a playoff series against a team that is probably dead even with them under the best of circumstances. Uh, So I take absolutely nothing away from Giannis for what was, by his standards, a a subpar day yesterday. And and I remain maybe even more certain than I was before the playoffs began that Giannis is the best player in the world. What's your takeaway on him right right this minute? Yeah, I mean, it was a tremendous accomplishment for the Bucs to get to a game six on their home court closeout opportunity. And I I can't, I'm going to tell you, especially after yesterday, I'm not going to, you know, make the foolish thing of making a prediction on what's going to happen in this postseason. But it's possible that this could end up being the series that decided the championship. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks were right there without Middleton. And the, uh, Greeny, the longer the series went on, the larger the absence of Middleton was felt. Sort of the the holding of things together by Mike Budenholzer and Giannis and various gaps they were trying to cover. They stretched and stretched and stretched, and finally the dam broke in Game 7. But it still took a historic game from Jason Tatum in Game 6. I mean, Tatum has actually played in four Game 7s in his career. He's got a lengthy um, – he's making his third trip to the conference finals. He's only 24. He's got a lengthy history already. And yet he still – it was the great one of the greatest games he's played to this point. He scores 46, just has four or five dagger plays down the stretch to beat a Milwaukee team that had won its last eight closeout games because they had Giannis. So – I know that history won't matter. It'll just be a seven-game series loss and you didn't repeat. But Milwaukee getting to even to getting to Game 7 was an accomplishment. And as they were leaving the building yesterday, packing up, realizing their championship uh, era was over, the championship holding was over, you know, some of the people in their traveling party were like, look, last year some people jabbed us because, you know, there were injuries in the playoffs. Guys got hurt, and, you know, we, we, you know, people said that our championship wasn't quite, you know, official because of those injuries. Yeah. Well, when you tell the story of this, don't forget that we were missing our second-best player. I think that's fair. I, and some things are excuses and other things are reasons. I mean, this is a reason why they lost. I'm not saying they definitively would have won with him, but it's impossible to overstate his importance. Hey, try the $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless with Nationwide 5G on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. One more thing for you, Wendy. I got my main man, your good friend, Paul Hembikitis, alongside. We know him as Hembo. He is, like all of them right now, a disheartened and disgruntled Sixers fan. So I'm going to let you ask him a question, Hemba. What of all the things involving the Sixers and the horrible way their season came to an end last week, what is the one thing you most want to know about their future from Brian Windhorst? I would ask Wendy, between Doc Rivers and James Harden, either, neither, or both, 
back next season? Just give me an educated guess based upon what you're hearing. Yeah, I think Harden will be back. It'll just be a matter of negotiating the contract and making sure that it, it, it makes it makes sense for the Sixers to improve. Because I promise you that Daryl Morey has big, giant plans to acquire another star. Whether he's going to execute it, I don't know. But part of getting that done is going to require Harden to take some sort of pay cut. And I think the Sixers would be comfortable with Doc Rivers returning. But I don't think it's as open and shut as Daryl wanted to present it you know, 12 hours after they had this disheartening uh, departure. You know, he, I think, was taking a negotiating position with the Los Angeles Lakers coming out and saying, oh, yes, absolutely, 100% Doc is back. That's not a reasonable decision to come to after that. You need to evaluate things and discuss things before coming to that. So it would not surprise me at all if, if Harden is the point guard and Doc is the coach when they open the season next year. But I'm not ready to say that Doc for sure is going to be in that role. Who is a star that they could get? And I don't mean now just for the Sixers, but who are, as we've got four teams left, right? So we've got three series left. We have the East Final, the West Final, and the NBA Final. Then we have the draft, and then we have what is frequently the most exciting time of the entire NBA year, (laughs) which is the free agency period. What what are the names that we're going to be talking heavily about when we get to that time, Wendy? Well, you're, you're, you're doing a very good job of asking me a question that, was gonna, that would potentially create news if I give you the honest answer. So I'm going to stop just short of that. Philly has dreams and plans, as Daryl Morey does. And, you know, a key factor here is, is that they have Tobias Harris, who would have value in a possible trade. And they have Tyrese Maxey, who would have value in a possible trade. Um, and you would need a player, potentially near the end of his contract, to come and say, I would like to go play in Philadelphia. Is that something that could happen? Maybe. We'll see. I know that Philly is, is you know, and Daryl are going to try to make it happen. Um, a lot more will be clear about the market uh, after the draft lottery tomorrow night. There's some teams that, depending on where they move in the draft lottery or don't move, could be open to deals that may, they may not today. So really, uh, you will get a better feel for what could happen uh, in and around the draft after we get that settled tomorrow. Who is he talking about? I mean, wait, so so if you're going to be willing oh, to trade Tyrese Maxey, who has like star written all over him at the age of 22, I think he is, and and the Tobias Harris contract, that means we're talking about a a, a, a superstar. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a superstar player near the end of his career. Like you're giving me, Wendy, you're giving me breadcrumbs. I said here. near the end of his contract. <laughs> near the end of his. Oh, contract. near the end of not his contract, not near the end of his career. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, that's another hint. Uh, Wendy, you're the best. What can I say? Uh, we will not spend I, I, the worst. I, would be, I, I, I just can't. I'll get in trouble if I say it, but it, it's, it's out there. It's out there. I'm texting Wendy right after. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wendy, you're the very best. Hey, let me buy you a drink this week down in Miami, okay? I will see you. We will Sounds be there good. tonight. Travel safe, Bree. All right, you too. I'll see you down there. Uh, we are headed down to Miami. I really enjoy Brian Winhorst. He's very good. He's a, an outstanding insider with great information and also a great willingness to give you his opinion on stuff. Most of the time. Who's he? Well, but he's telling you that he can't say. Right, of course. So I can, These I can, guys all know a hundred things. Windy, Shefty, Woj, all those guys. They know a million things they can't say. And, and they work their way up to a position of comfort with the information that they're willing to say it. But the, the level of things that they hear, the percentage of things that they hear on a given day that they can actually report are one in a hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one percent, literally one percent. Tip of the iceberg stuff. I can tell you this. 
listening to the fan base in Philly, the names that are being you know bandied about Who? are Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell, and Damian Lillard. I wonder if I wonder if Wendy's hearing any of those three names in his text exchanges. It would pro- I mean, Bradley Beal would be the one that makes the most sense because his contract is the closest to expiring. You're not getting Donovan Mitchell. Just stop. And then Lillard <laughs> still has Lillard still has a few more years. So no, no, I think the, still convinced the, the guys hey, are going to get Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell hanging out with Emmanuel quickly recently. So putting two and two together. Yes, of course. There's no under no other circumstances could Donovan Mitchell be hanging out with Emmanuel quickly. Uh, as we continue next, something happened yesterday that had only happened five times in the last 120 years. And you will hear what it was right after this word from AutoZone. Whoever the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 550 million ASE certified technicians. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Back in a flash, ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, reminding you that we have the ESPN Daily Podcast with a deep dive into a single story from one of our hundreds of reporters every day, presented by Supercuts. It's available wherever you enjoy your podcast. Much more on the basketball as we go, but let's catch up on something else. I'm ready to go right now. Green light, green light with Greeny. Give me the green light. All right, I'm going to give Hembo the green light. And Hembo, you were not here last week, so we did not do as much baseball as we usually do because that is generally your department here. And obviously the playoffs are fast and furious in other places. But yesterday I, I was leading into this by saying something happened in baseball that had happened five times previously in 121 years. Then our sets... Is 3-2. Swinging a ground ball to second. Van Mater slides from his knees. Throws him out. And the Pirates have been no hit. And they've never been happier. They beat the Reds 1-0. Sports Radio 93.7, the fan, the call. The Pirates beat the Reds despite having zero hits in the game by a final score of one nothing, It is one of those delightful quirks of the sport that it can happen. It's one of those things I think... 
I don't know if little kids do this anymore, but when I was a kid, we would argue about that. Like, let's talk about how it happened. You walk, then you steal second, then you, you know, it, as it turns out, it was three walks and then a fielder's choice. Mm-hmm. They score a run. They win one nothing despite being no hit. And what I learned is that it actually does not count as an official no-hitter because a no-hitter, as we learned, requires 27 outs. The Reds only got 24 because they're the road team playing in Pittsburgh. Right. But, but anyway, the, the, a Red starter, Hunter Green, a sensational young 22-year-old, they actually let him throw 118 pitches, which like never happens. There was a big controversy uh, that David Bell, the manager of the Reds, even let him go out and pitch the eighth inning. But it's sort of a, a, a real like, sort of illustration, microcosm of the, the kind of season the Reds are having. They're 9-26. and 26. They're unimaginably bad. And from now, we can say they're so bad that they could essentially throw a no-hitter and not even win the game. Yeah, so when I was a kid, the really famous game of that kind was Harvey Haddock's who I believe pitched 12 right. perfect innings, mm-hmm. and the game continued. Again, he is in the game, and he pitched tw- I want to say at one point the perfect game turned into just a no-hitter. I forget the details of it. I'm doing this from memory now. But Harvey Haddock's, I think, pitched 12 perfect innings. What do I have? Do I have you that have right? right? Took a perfect game into the 13th in a game against the Braves in 1959. And they lost. And they lost. Right? And they wound up losing the game. So anyway, so this happens yesterday. So it's just one of those statistical quirks um, or just oddities of the sport that I personally find mm-hmm. delightful. What else do we need to know? The Yankees had a weekend to remember in Chicago against the White Sox. The They're White so Sox. good. The Yankees They're are so, so good. good. So much better than I imagined. The White Sox were my pick to win the World Series. The Yankees in a four-game series outscored them 33-14. to And Greeny, the Yankees have now won 18 of their last 21 games. During that span, they've out-homered their opponent by 22. In a year in which the ball is not flying, the Yankees are hitting more homers than anybody else, and it obviously shows. That team, it's May 16th. They haven't lost their 10th game yet. They, they are so good. They, they are, you know, it's funny. At what point do we stop saying they're off to a great start, and do we start saying, oh, they're clearly the best team in the American League? Like, I feel like we're teetering mm-hmm. on that point if we haven't already reached it. I think we've got to be there. I mean, 30, we're 21% of the way through the season right now. That's where the Yankees are. And they're good at everything. The Yankees are allowing fewer than three runs per game. Well, they happen to lead the league in, in, in homers. They got an MVP candidate in Judge. Rizzo sitting. Stanton sitting. Nestor Cortez is their best pitcher. And they have Garrett Cole on their pitching staff. Brian Cashman has built such a better team than I could have possibly imagined. And they get to play the Orioles four times this week. This team is rolling. They might, they might be 29-9 yeah. next time we talk about them. He gets to take a bow on this, Cashman, right? A lot oh of questions goodness. and all that. The only thing is... Is he going to rue the day they didn't get the judge deal done? Because, I mean, is his, is his price tag just skyrocketing with every home run he hits? Aaron Judge turned down $213.5 million. If he entered free agency today, his contract would start with a three. So for as great an offseason as the Yankees did have in the short term, there's a really, really, really good chance that that one decision will cost them the next Aaron Judge contract because he ain't giving them a hometown district. So the Yankees so far are the team we thought the Dodgers were going to be. <laughs> the Dodgers were on an historically good start. Like, the kind of start that you're writing pieces about on ESPN.com saying they're the best at this through this many games in baseball history. They entered their weekend series against the Phillies allowing a 196 batting average as a team with a 2.25 ERA. But the Phillies, the much maligned Phillies, went in there and scored 33 runs across those four games. They won three of four, and it required a walk-off in game four for the Dodgers to even salvage the series with one game. See, this is so hard for me. What is it? Nuno. 
I'm trying so hard not to be <laughs> distracted or or to allow Hembo's speech. Uh, yeah, I cringed a couple times. Why? When he kept it's saying physically that. Yes. painful. I can't focus on the things you are telling me because you keep saying why. They won the first three. It's games getting of the worse. Series. It's getting worse. This is why this people, is why shake, people nerds. shake nerds. <laughs> we both hit that at the same time. That, that's about. That's awesome. Who, who's? It's not Baba today, right? Who's hitting that? Cam. I hit it at the exact same time. Cam, we you, both maybe. hit that at the same time. Great minds think alike. It, it is. Hembo, the way you say that word is infuriating. It's that way you say the word. No, the it's fil- not. It's not the way they anyone else says it. They won three consecutive games won. to start the they series. They won. No, 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 no. They won three consecutive games. They didn't won anything. No, no but they, they won not. one, you have to differentiate the two. One <laughs> is spelled W-A-N, and it is another way of saying a person looks kind of forlorn and hungry. I'm not you know, like like a you're like, like a like that. That's that's what that's a descriptive term. That is an <laughs> adjective. When when someone beats when someone defeats someone else, they didn't won anything. And I can't take it. And I just, I can't even listen to you anymore. We'll be back. Hembo's questionable right after this. This is why people shake nerds. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.